now. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's go back to this liberal Senator John Tester here before we get into some of the woke updates of the week as well here. Uh, David, what you said about John Tester being the number one recipient of lobbyist cash, that is very important. Again, just like the other day when I did my, hey, for any of you new folks out there, if you're new to Montana and you don't know all the history and all the background of Montana politics, I school, I, you know, I, I just gave a little bit of background on Max Baucus, who was like the Joe Biden of Montana. Forty years we were stuck with this guy in, in, in Congress and in the Senate. And then he sells this out to the communist Chinese after his short stint as ambassador to China. Uh, and he was the author of, of Obamacare, but he admitted that he never read the bill that he wrote uh, when he was at a town hall meeting in Libby, Montana. John Tester is, is now doing the same Bacchus approach, to use an aviation term here. Uh, he's using the same approach here, which is just, you know, throttle down, be a radical liberal, vote against tax cuts for the for the people of Montana, etc. Oh, but then in a, it's an election year. Now pretend to be conservative. But what you said about him being the number one recipient of lobbyist cash, if you look at John Tester in 2006, there were two big issues that John Tester campaigned uh, on when he when he ran false attacks against then-Senator Conrad Burns, the Republican. He, he, he was all about campaigning ag- against lobbyist cash, and he made these false claims against Conrad Burns that after the election, all oh, comes out, there was never any investigation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Democrats lied. The media uh, ran with the lies. But John Tester campaigned against lobbyist cash. He's now the number one recipient of lobbyist cash. He campaigned against the high national debt. It was only $6 trillion then. It's probably going to be six times that amount by the end of next year. The only way, the only way that he gets away with it is because you've got a compliant media that just runs with everything he says. It honestly, it's it, it, it upsets me when I see his little videos that he's putting out on Instagram and stuff where he's, uh, for example, the one that just really bugs me is, you know, the national sales tax. And I recognize, you know, Rosendale and Zinke were against it as well because the national sales tax. Dane's too. They all said it's going yeah, nowhere. But it's like, but, it's a but, non-issue basically because well, it's not it, going to go anywhere. It was never going to go anywhere. But there is, uh, if you're actually interested in tax policy uh, and getting getting rid of the IRS, getting rid of the federal income tax. There's a lot of good reasons to get rid of the IRS, get rid of the federal income tax. Um, our, our compliance costs uh, to comply with the IRS code. The IRS code has become a plaything for politicians to, to implement their preferred social engineering policies through the IRS code. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on compliance with the IRS code. Um, the federal income tax is full of loopholes. Um, it's not taxing the underground economy. They're, it's not taxing tourists. You know, all of these, there's all these different genuinely good policy reasons to ban the IRS. I don't believe in a federal income tax. I would get rid of the federal income tax. Now, um, but then but then for John Tester to put out a video and say, oh, we can't be taxing people. This is, I can't believe these Republicans want to tax, do a national sales tax. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's it made me angry. I'm like, you liar. You are the one that fought against the, the every single tax cut that we possibly had. Yeah, the Trump tax cuts. He, he said, well, if if these tax cuts go into effect, it's going to lead to a decline in revenue, and the opposite happened. Yeah, uh, our friends at, at KJJR Radio yesterday made a really good point on that front, too. They said, 
They said this is the guy who supported the 87,000 additional IRS uh, troopers to go after everyday American citizens and waiters and waitresses. Right. We're talking about you. That's who the Biden administration. Right. They're he, they're setting their targets on getting more of your tip money right or, now. Or anybody or anybody with a side gig that's got $600 or more through PayPal or Venmo or anything else. They are going at or anybody that's had more than $600 of transactions in their bank account. The IRS wants those. Uh, you know. The, the, the IRS wants banks to send tax forms, and Democrats and Joe Biden are on, on board with this. If you have a bank account where you did more than $600 of transactions, which is everybody because $600 total transactions in a year is almost nothing, they want the bank to send send reports to the IRS, and, and then they're going to go after people. And it's um, and, and, and it's just horrible the way that they, they're they using this. And then Joe or, and John Tester and Joe Biden right in line voting straight down the party line with, with Chuck Schumer and then coming back and talking about he, how he's not a – normal democrat and oh my word it's just so it's so phony and i hope the phoniness has finally caught on with that sliver of montanans that have been duped into voting for him in the past i also think that we've gotten more conservative as a state now and hopefully that you know the sixteen thousand plus new montanans uh, can you know can impact? I mean, really, what is what has happened is that is that John Tester has capitalized on these latte liberals that moved here from San Francisco and Seattle pre-pandemic that boosted the Democrat voting numbers. So he was able to to escape uh, in a lot of these elections. Uh, we saw such a massive wave in in 2016 for the Republicans again in 2020. Um, I'm thankful that this time he's up. It's during an election year where we'll have a presidential uh, campaign on the ballot as well. So that should be good news. But I, I, I do think if, if I were a betting man, I would put the chips on on he is running for reelection because he wouldn't be doing all this phony posturing right now. Definitely if, not. If he wasn't. Uh, no. Uh, and so uh, other than the fact that, well, he knows it helps him raise a lot of campaign. See, here's the thing. If if he announces today, David, that he's not running for reelection, what happens? People stop. He doesn't get propped up. He doesn't get put in the spotlight on the spy balloon uh, hearings because he's only a subcommittee chairman. Jack Reed is the defense, is the armed services committee chairman. He should be leading this probe. They're having Tester lead the probe so he can look tough for folks back here in Montana. It's outright phoniness. But if, but David, if he stops, if he says today that he's not running for reelection. He doesn't get campaign contributions. And just like the corrupt Max Baucus showed us, even if you don't run for re-election, you can still use those campaign dollars Absolutely. to pad your own wallet. No, frankly, I think he wants people thinking that he might not run. He was always going to run. He's your workers' comp. We can do bonding here. Call Darnell Insurance, 652-4180. Your independent insurance agent. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. New developments in Mexico's GMO corn ban. Mexican officials issued a new decree at midweek calling for a ban on imports of biotech corn used for certain purposes effective immediately. The decree also indicated the Mexican government would continue to allow imports of biotech corn used as animal feed while exploring substitutes. But once substitutes are established to satisfy supply needs, 
All GM corn will be banned. The National Corn Growers Association has expressed serious concern with the accelerated implementation timeline. NCGA says they continue to call on the Biden administration to initiate a U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement dispute settlement panel regarding the issue. The ban, according to NCGA, would be catastrophic for American corn growers as well as Mexican people who depend on corn as a major staple of their food supply. And today's program is brought to you by the Montana Farmers Union. For more, visit montanafarmersunion.com. Well, this week at the Miles City Livestock Commission, a smaller sale took place, but 567 weight steer calves averaged $2.22, while 603 weight steer calves brought two oh nine. Finally, slaughter cows were anywhere from 87 cents up to 92 cents. I'm Lane Northline. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, before we get to David Noble's woke updates of the week here, David, I, I did a little woke update of my own in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, so all the problems in our transportation sectors right now, uh, aviation issues, you've got uh, the train derailment in Ohio, Buttigieg, nowhere to be found, absolute train wreck of an administration on a number of fronts here. Uh, but guess what the FAA, you know, we had we had the whole nation's uh, flights were great grounded. First time since 9-11, I think, uh, because of problems within the FAA, problems within the Department of Transportation. Right. And yet, what is the FAA focused on? They're focused on uh, gender-inclusive language and, and then uh, race, racial equity. And racist highways. The, yeah. hi- the highways are racist. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, this is all what they're focused on. But I saw this story. This is from the Daily Caller. Uh, Ohio uh, Senator J.D. Vance confronted the acting FAA commission. Uh, and their push for racial equity and this gender-inclusive language. But anyway, the FAA has proposed doing away with words like airman and cockpit in the name of uh, gender-inclusivity language. And it's like, uh, guys, I... I don't think cockpit means what you think <laughs> it means. That, you no, know. I know. I heard you say that this, during the 6 o'clock hour, and I was talking to my wife. I was like, you ever heard of this one? And she's like, no, does that does that have something to do with a rooster? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody knows. It's, it refers to, like, air, you know, uh, cockfights, and, you know, and, and it, that's what it refers to, rooters. It's not a – let me Oh, use so it. my wife was actually right when she brought up roosters. She was totally right, yeah. Now, there's another thing where, you know, like, uh, my Navy, uh, friends will know this like so the, the boat guys like your your swick boat guys they'll have a boatswain's mate right uh one of the guys that kind of works on the boat and uh, they do really cool things with these smaller boats right if you watch any of the navy seal movies well there's a apparently there's a coxswain's mate or something like that too but so there could be some, but b- bottom line is the term cockpit for an airplane has nothing to do right. with what the Biden administration right. thinks it right. does that's uh, like that's like uh, in the in the construction industry there the democrats are trying to say that you can't you can't have a master bedroom anymore you can't have a master bathroom oh geez 
good night. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, this doesn't have to do with slavery. This is this this is just a term that has been used to describe the the bedroom and the bathroom that mom and dad get. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, see, now, you just said mom and dad. You're not supposed oh to goodness. reference mom and dad. That's so hateful of you, David Noble. <laughs> yeah, but I used a different term in the six o'clock hour because I figured, well, the kids aren't awake yet, so I'm just going to say it here. But just to show what a joke the Biden administration is and what a joke the Democrats and the left uh, are right now uh, that are running the FAA into the ground. They think the term cockpit is, is some gender term. You know, they, they think it's like a uh, uh, like it's it's a pit full of peepees. Right. You know, and I say that because there's kids in the car. <laughs> people are taking their kids to school. So, yeah, the Biden administration thinks Gosh. that cockpit on an airplane refers to a pit full of peepees. What, it, what you, your point is, though, is that this is what they're focused on. Um, that is I was laughing about that this morning. That is hilarious. But, uh, you know, we've got all you're right. There's all of these problems out there. Buttigieg is just doing this horrible, horrible job. He's there because he he checks the woke box. Um, it's a it's an absolute disaster, and it's not just the Department of Transportation. I mean, you go down the entire federal government; they're all focused on all of these woke issues, and they're spending their time on all of these woke issues while everything else falls apart. They literally think this stuff is the most important thing facing the country. That's what they believe. These Democrats, these leftists, they think that's the most important issue. They're they're out there fighting. These culture wars constantly. It's like, look, I like, I prefer to talk about tax policy, economic policy, um, you know, good government issues, all these different things. And it's like the Democrats, all they want to talk about is how to force these these cultural and social changes on the because they understand that politics is downstream from culture, and they want our culture rotted out from the inside. It's like when they when the Democrats brought the drag queens to the Capitol in Helena, and everybody was looking at this, and they're sitting here thinking, okay, why are these drag queens? dressed up like they're ready for a performance at our state capitol for an official hearing and why do they why are they fighting so aggressively to be able to target our kids this because this is about targeting kids with drag queen story hour why do they so desperately want to talk to our kids right Right? about sex yeah or exactly or even if it's just a, a normal story book why are they trying to dress that in? I would. You wouldn't want your third grade teacher, a uh, uh, young lady, dressing that way in front of ki- your kids. Let alone of not. some thirty-something-year-old man dressing like that in front of your kids. Absolutely. I mean, drag queens are inherently sexual. They're burlesque type shows. They've originated from um, sexual topics, and th- that's what it is. And it originated from people that get sexual gratification from dressing up that way and and doing these shows and people that like watching them that way and for them to want to do that in front of kids is just so disturbing and and it it, it goes back to hey let's go let's let's and hey you know marxists and communists and nazis and fascists every bad person ever on the face of the earth is always recognized go for the kids go after the kids that's what uh that's what uh uh, mao did in communist china he said the adults have already made up their minds we're targeting the kids He's got three different stories printed up for the Woke Update. We'll start there. 60 seconds. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The rail company that had a train derail in East Palestine, Ohio, decided to not send anyone to a town hall meeting about the toxic chemical spill, citing security concerns. 
Hundreds of people showed up. I wake up every day. I've been sick with my upper congestion. This morning I woke up with my eyes swelled. My kids, um, we're just running in to grab something and then we're going back to grandma's house because they keep breaking out in rashes. Evacuation orders were lifted a week ago. The Environmental Protection Agency says tests show no harmful levels of contaminants. One person is shot and killed, three wounded at a shopping mall in El Paso, Texas. We have two in custody. There is no more danger, and I want to repeat that, there is no more danger to the public. El Paso Interim Police Chief Peter Pasilla says an off-duty officer working in the mall was able to take down one of those suspects. He says it's too soon to tell why the shooting may have started and that the Cello Vista Mall remains on lockdown until the investigation is finished. America's listening to Fox News. All right, it is a uh, chilly morning out there for those of you who haven't been out uh, yet. Uh, plus, I know for our friends in the Livingston area, uh, apparently they are expecting horrible visibility for the Livingston area of I-90 until midday today. Uh, full details on our Montana Talks website. Right now, Bozeman, five below, or this was at the uh, top of the uh, uh, 7 o'clock hour, five below in Bozeman, three above in Dillon. Uh, eight below in Butte, eight above in Glendive, uh, Billings 13 degrees. So you're the uh, you're the warm spot in Billings right now. All right, David, where do we start with your woke update of the week? Well, I'll start I'll start with the the actual woke update of the week. I always like to just just have one, pick one. just pick one, and this is the woke update. And then you know we can talk about the other ones if we want. It's very but, lawyerly of you. Yeah, but this <laughs> this one was sort of classic, and you know I I I, I found this because you know. Oftentimes, we all hate on Mitch McConnell, uh, and, and I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell either. He, he's, he's one of these inside the Beltway, Washington, D.C., go along to get along. He's been there forever. He's, he's voted for these omnibus packages. It's, you know, he's, he's horrible in a lot of ways. But, you know, I'm also one that I'm going to be supporting all of the GOP nominees for 2024. Um, I don't care who it is. Um, if it's a Republican and if they're not a communist, if they're not a Marxist, and if they're in the fight against Marxist communists, Communist Democrats, I'm going to support them. They may end up as the nominee, and I don't believe it's our job as Republicans to tear down these GOP candidates during, during the, the 2024 primary. So I sent out to a Nikki Haley announced, I sent out a tweet about Nikki Haley saying Nikki Haley's awesome. She's not a Democrat. She's not a Marxist. She's not a communist. She's in the fight against those things. And then, of course, all the all these people on the right, oh, she's horrible. She's she's a rhino. She's a globalist. Blah, blah. And it's like, you know, maybe she's not perfect, but she's a Republican. And she's not a communist, so let's support her. If she ends up as the nominee, I'll be a full, full throat. Of she course, could I'm, be a VP candidate yeah, of too. I mean, frankly, like if yeah, I mean, if Trump wanted to have her as a VP candidate, I mean, he did give her his blessing to run because she initially said she wouldn't run against him. And so, what better way to get free attention and publicity than running for right. president? Yeah. Now, so, so every but so every time there's going to be a new candidate announced, and there's going to be probably twenty or twenty five top tier AAA Republican candidates, and then the Democrats have none. You know, and then. It's going to be just like 2016, where you've got 20, 25 GOP candidates, all of which are highly qualified, going to be great president. Anyway, that's a long lead in to the story. Mitch McConnell explains why Biden's woke standards for judicial nominees are so offensive. Um, Just yesterday, uh, Mitch McConnell slammed Joe Biden's focus on race and gender of judicial nominees. Um, He said, and and, well, this is what, so so Joe Biden nominated... um, a, his 100th judicial nominee, Gina R. Mendez Miro, for the Puerto Rico Court of Appeals, saying that she will be the first openly LGBTQI plus to judge to serve on the court. Yeah, it's uh, see, it's not just enough. See, black woman need black women need not apply. 
you have to check a few more boxes here in order to get uh, the the nomination through Joe Biden right now. Uh, all right, uh, more to follow right after this quick break. This is where Montana talks. Lucas in Broadview, isn't John Tester the lead singer of a liberal rock band? Red Zeppelin. I'm an 80s kid, so it was slower for me to get it. But then Travis made the point. Okay, Red, like Red China. Yeah, get that one. And then a Zeppelin is is like a balloon. Think of like the Hindenburg. Or the other word that, uh, now, I'm gonna, now, I'm, now I won't be able to say it. Is it a, a dirigible? Dirigible? I know it sounds like vegetable. Dirigible. Serving the great state of Montana from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's pick up where we left off the woke update of the week yeah. here. So, yeah, it's not it's not enough to just uh, to just be a black woman or or just uh, any woman or any man who's qualified and competent for a right. job. You have to check a woke checkbox. Well, not just one. You have to check multiple woke checkboxes. So I got. Now. So I got, I'm going to put you on the spot here, though, Aaron. Okay. Okay. Because because Joe Biden says that his new nominee for the Puerto Rico Court of Appeals, Gina Mendez Miro, um, will be the first openly LGBTQI plus judge to serve on the court. What does the I stand for in LGBTQI plus? Interrogative. Uh, what does it say? Interagency? Uh, intergovernmental? I'm thinking of the, uh, you know, in the military, they always have all these crazy acronyms. And, right. And then when the new boss takes over, he has to come up with a new acronym because right. if you want to get a really good evaluation and get promoted, you have to create some new acronym. No, uh, I, I don't know what the I stands for either. Do so. you know what Jim I3 stands for? <laughs> no. All right. Well, there we go. Jim I3. I got questions too, Mr. Lawyer. <laughs> you know. No, Joint so, interagency, intergovernmental, blah, 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 something, something, something. But one of my favorite things is when Ben Shapiro talks about it and, and, he, and he says, uh, you know, he's quoting a Democrat and, oh, this is the first openly LGBTQI plus minus ampersand emoji, face emoji, <laughs> negative <laughs> <laughs> what so what does the i stand for i don't know maybe it's inqui- inquiring maybe it's inquiring oh, or are they throwing native americans under the bus with this uh, is it indigenous no it's got to be something sexual it's got well you'd think but see it's like the bipoc thing uh black indigenous peoples of color remember remember when they did their blm protests in downtown billings and bozeman bipoc people support defunding the police <laughs> yeah. yeah wait BIPOC. So you're telling us that Native American. Th- this was some liberal white kid that had a BIPOC support uh, right. defunding the police. And I'm like, hey, hey, liberal white kid. I should have went up and asked him this question on on a microphone, but you know, I didn't want to pick. Uh, you know, a lot of people do do and say dumb things when they're young. You know, uh, you know, me included. But uh, but I wanted to ask him. You realize when you're saying that indigenous people support defunding the police, that you're saying that Native Americans 
don't that, that they want to defund the police. I said, did you realize that the Northern Cheyenne tribe just basically sent out a big letter calling for more police, calling for more law enforcement? Uh, the, the Crow tribe have also called. So these indigenous people that you little white kids pretend to be speaking on behalf of don't support what you're saying they support. Anyway, that's a quick tangent there. So so uh, Mitch McConnell went on to, po- to point out that uh, the president – the president gave this – President Joe Biden gave a statement on this new judicial nominee, and he spent, he spent one part of one sentence paying lip service to legal qualifications. Joe Biden nominates this judge and goes out there and talks about how she's LGBTQI+, so we, I guess we don't really know what her thing is, where it's just the LGBTQI+, plus minus sign, ampersand, face emoji, all this stuff, and then – and then we don't even know her legal qualifications. And then Mitch McConnell kind of concludes by saying, he says, do you know what share of Americans believe race or ethnicity should be a major factor in university admissions? According to a 2022 Pew Research Center poll, 7%. Um, you know how many uh, Americans believe that gender should be a major factor in university admissions? 4%. So again, the it's, it's like the American people – are on our side. They understand yeah. these things. They don't want race and gender and sexual preferences being the number one consideration for whether you get a job from Joe Biden. And they don't want drag queens targeting their kids, and they don't want uh, kids having body parts chopped off in the name of this radical transgender ideology. I think the numbers are on our side in a big way on these issues. And and yet the Democrats and Helena keep keep trying to push this nonsense. Okay, so, so here's Joe Biden who... Uh, I'm I'm nominating the first LGBTQIARSTLNE. Where is the F in that? By the way, isn't there? Why are the furries not represented here in the in the acronym? That's the plus. That's the plus. That's line. the plus. Okay, good. So everybody else gets covered by a plus sign. <laughs> why is it a plus and not a minus? It's not. A, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just plus. Just means. Anything goes, I think is what that means. Anything goes. So the point being here is that we have the racialist in chief right now with Joe Biden making everything about race, making everything about 58 different versions of gender. And yet this guy still pulls crap like this. Uh, The DailyWire.com has this story. So um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, in Maryland now, uh, the state of Maryland has their first ever black governor. First ever black governor for the state of Maryland. And uh, President Biden referred to the new Maryland Democrat Governor Wes Moore as boy. As boy. Now, for those who don't understand how this whole thing works here, that's not a term you should be using because this was used by the racist Democrats in the South yep. to talk down and demean black people. They would, they would refer to you as, well, listen here, boy. Here's Joe Biden talking about this boy right. as the Democrat governor, well, the Joe first Biden. black governor of Maryland. And it's like, you know, and I would you know, if there's some old guy out there in my you and I were joking about this. You could be 75 years old. But if 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 you do something cool on the national stage. We're going to talk about you. We're going to say, did you see what that Montana kid did? Man, this Montana kid, he did this. You could be 50 years old, and we're going to call you a kid. It's a term of endearment. So I get if some old guy, you know, like like Joe Biden may have been uh, it's like a, te- a term of endearment to describe this guy's physical attributes. But here's the thing. 
You don't get a pass when you are the racialist in chief and you keep pushing all this woke nonsense and then you go and use the most unwoke term ever to describe the first black governor of Maryland. Yeah, no, great, great point. He, he absolutely shouldn't get a pass. But, th- you know, Joe Biden has, has said and done stuff like this for a long time. He's he eulogizes segregationists, he used to love and hang out with all the Democrat segregationists. He's the same guy that bragged about being uh, from a former slave state when he was running for president in the 80s. Some uh, journalist asked him, hey, Joe Biden uh, or Senator Biden, um, how do you how do you expect, you know, to win to win the South? You're a, you're a northeast. You're a northeast liberal. How do you expect to win the South? And Joe Biden responds, you don't know me. You, you don't know my state. My state's a slave state. That's, there's a clip of him. And then he made the comment about the 7-Eleven thing. And I mean, he said he, he's made Kamala Harris herself basically called him a segregationist. And Correct. then she teams up with him to, to get into power. But then again, Kamala Harris comes from a family of slave owners. That's so right. A lot of people don't realize that. But yes, Kamala Harris's family owned slaves in the Caribbean. You know, one thing that's weird is why don't the why don't the Democrats ever talk about the Arab slave traders that that dominated East Africa for hundreds of years and were some of the most horrific slave traders ever? If you've never read Martin Dugard's uh, into uh, into Africa, where he talks about um, Neil Livingstone, um, yeah. and, and Neil Livingstone, you know, traveling around East Africa and, and fighting against slavery, and those Arab slave caravans were some of the most horrific things. And then you've still got to this day in Arab, a lot of Arab countries, horrible, horrible slavery. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But see, but but again, it goes back to this question. I think I think you might might have brought this up uh, maybe a year or so ago, which is. This question is to why is it that these radical LGBTQIA furry plus minus hashtag whatever can team up with radical Islamists, anti-Jewish uh, folks like the squad members? And it's because they, they all share this same goal. They share this this hatred of traditional America, traditional American freedoms, traditional American values. And so this is the bootleggers in the Baptist theory again here once again, where where the radical LGBTQIA furry activists team up with the radical Islamists like the Ilhan Omars and the rest of the world because they both have the same goal, which is they want to transform America into something else. They'll work out their differences later on down the road, but for right now, they just know they don't like you and they don't like me and they don't like the America that has been uh, created into the, into the greatest country in the entire world. Right, no, and then they, they hate Christians and they persecute Christians and there's no more, I mean, the the... You know, it's a religion. Religion is supposed to be one of the protected classes where you're not supposed to be discriminated against people based on religion. But boy, do they let it fly when it comes to when it comes to Christians, and that's what those people, uh, the 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 left and the radical Islamists, they all have the that same persecution of Christians. What they don't realize is that they're actually fulfilling biblical prophecy by doing so. Interesting. All right. Hey, there's a lot of folks out there doing some dirty work in this country, but you got some dirty work that needs done on your property. You got a big dirt project that needs to be done. You got a demolition project that needs to be done. Maybe an old building that needs to be torn down so you can build something new. Hey, let our friends from BD Equipment do the dirty work for you. In fact, them BD boys, they're going to be at the Mate Show. The Mate Show, of course, uh, uh, is is kicking off here uh, here this week. And BD Equipment, you can go shake their hands. You can go say hello. Meet them in person. They're going to be at the Mate Show. In fact, they're going to be right next to the beer gardens. 
as some highline, as you would expect from some highline Montana kids, right? Yeah, we're going to call him a kid, even though he's in his 50s, probably. <laughs> but uh, see them highline kids right next to the beer gardens, BD Equipment Services at the Mate Show, BD Equipment, BLGS.com. Fox News commentary. So Nikki Haley is officially running for president in 2024, and I've got some thoughts. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It all started with the brutal murder of a young married couple. Now, more than 40 years after the couple was found, investigators and forensic genealogists are cracking the case wide open to uncover a stunning second mystery. Where's the baby? I said, well, wait, he had a baby? We crossed the country speaking with victims' families and those close to the case as we ask, what about Holly? I just want to know what happened. Available on foxnewspodcasts.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So the cat is out of the bag. Former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley is running for president in 2024. And in other news, paint is drying somewhere. Sorry, guys, this just doesn't excite me. In her announcement tweet, she said it's time for a new generation of leadership, and she is right, but I don't think it's her we want or need. Now, don't get me wrong. On paper, she makes a great candidate. She's accomplished, educated, a daughter of immigrants, South Carolina's first female governor. All great stuff, but sorry, not sorry. I don't think she's got a snowball's chance in hell. First of all, she said in 2021 she wouldn't run against Trump. A woman can change her mind, but it's worth noting the flip-flop. And furthermore, I think we all know this race is going to be Trump versus DeSantis, and the only Republican announcement many of us give a hoot about is Governor DeSantis. Good for Nikki Haley for having the gust. Paul, the dealer for warranty details. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana-owned, online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's do a quick lightning round of some callers here. We just got a bunch of calls uh, during the break, uh, so we'll try to get to as many of you as we can here. David Noble with us here in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's go to Jay in Bozeman first up. Hey, Jay, what's going on? Morning, fellas. How are you today? Really hey, doing quickly, great. Um, Joe Biden is the worst president in history. This government is a bunch of buffoons, and he's a frauderer. He is a frauderistic disorder. It's disgusting. Also, the Democrats are brilliant. They are much more smart than the spineless, eunuch Republicans we have currently who can't figure out that they're being played. They've been, we're, we, the Republican conservatives, are being made to look like racists when, in fact, the Democrat, the Democrat Party, fought a war against our country to separate so they could maintain slavery. I'm tired of it. It's time for Republicans and conservatives and evangelicals and Christians to stand up and say no more. And just like our Declaration of Independence says, when the long train of abuses becomes too much, it's our right and our duty to throw off that trash and replace it with people who have our best interest in heart. I'll hang up and I'll let you guys comment. All right. Appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we'll get uh, David Noble's uh, take here in just a second, but let's sneak in a uh, another caller here uh, real fast as well. Bill in Billings, what do you want to share? I want to talk about the other side of abortion. Okay. And a little bit of history. All right, well, yeah, try to make it quick because we're short on time if you can. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I'm married to a woman now for 58 years, but prior to that, she was married, and uh, her husband at the time raped her. And this is 1957. Hmm. Yeah. She went to the doctor. The doctor was familiar with her circumstances, and he suggested an abortion. And she wouldn't do it. The um, result was that she had a, a baby girl. The baby girl had uh, has grown up. Uh, she's the light of my life. Hmm. Uh, she 
he's been a member of school boards. He's raised two fine children. And I'm old now. I'm I'm 84 years old. But she calls every day and she checks on us and she's just a blessing. Wow. That's, that's, that's remarkable. That's something they never talk about when they talk about abortion. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, w- I wish... It's a form of birth control. I, w- I wish we had more, more time because that's, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, David, that's, that's a big debate even amongst Republicans. I mean, polling shows that, that, that a, only like I think a, a fraction, even in Montana, would support an all-out ban on abortion. And, cause, so there's a debate even over, well, should it be allowed in this case or in that case or whatever. But I mean, as, as he points out, I mean, man, look at that beautiful life that even came out of a bad situation. Yeah, what a, what a, what a wonderful end to, to that story and what a, what a heartwarming story. And appreciate that call and, and telling that story. And I think some of these some of these stories like that. Um, I still remember the 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 woman you had on that was the abortion survivor, Robinson um, Tell out of the I, Beirut. Yeah. When I've been when I've been guest hosting, I've had women call into this show um, and and tell their own abortion stories. And those those types of stories um, are extremely powerful. And of course, we on the right we don't like to do. Sp- purely emotional appeals and just make emotional arguments that's kind of what the left does we like to you know have ration rational arguments reason thinking good policy good government issues but the reality is is that some of these emotional stories like that feel good stories uh that that kind of cut against what the democrats are pushing can be really powerful yeah now jay in bozeman i mean he, he's spot on uh, the democrats are the party of slavery they're the party of segregation they're the party of sharecropping and i would argue there and i and i, and I uh, posited this this theory at Howard University, uh, which you know, I was the only white kid in the class when I said this. I said, could it also be argued that the Democrat Party is the party of the modern-day sharecropping system, which is the welfare state? Absolutely. And you'll get people like Thomas Sowell and Ben Carson and, and a lot of these other guys like that and you know, African-American men and women that will say that exact same thing. And it's absolutely horrific what that does. And it's not just, you know, it's not just African-Americans that have had their lives ruined by generational government dependence lots of lots of every race whenever you've got a government Look at what the yeah. democrats are doing to our native american uh, brothers and sisters right now with the wide open borders and the fentanyl i kind of went off i wasn't wasn't planning on going off on that topic yesterday in the nine o'clock hour but the, the democrats are uh, abusing minority populations all across this country and especially right here in our own backyard they they they, they sit here they want to talk about an indigenous people's day all day long but they won't do a damn thing about the fentanyl that's killing people oh, on our yeah. reservations oh i'm an i'm a columbus expert i should we should have talked about christopher columbus oh, oh i got hey. so much i've read so many of his biographies well we got to get you in for columbus day as a, a special guest on that day as well david noble always a pleasure Thank thanks you. for thanks for your generous time